Blog Talk Radio. In a country dominated by left-wing radicals, there remains one voice of reason. This is the Conservative Hour, with your host, A.J. Bruno. It's on now. Hello, welcome to an all-new episode of the Conservative Hour with A.J. Bruno. As usual, your host is back for another enlightening hour of conservative uh, talk radio. Of course, as as always, we welcome uh, all views, liberal, conservative, uh, moderate alike. I'd like to hear from anyone. <clears throat> so feel free to call 347-308-8073, any point during uh, the show. But uh, let me know what you think. Okay. Anyway, lot to talk about today. Uh, why don't we get started with this whole uh, Supreme Court business? Now, So I look at Souter, who was appointed by uh, the first President Bush, and you know back then he had Sununu and some other people saying how you know, he's such a conservative, uh, he's a great pick, he's going to be great in the court, blah blah blah, and he turned into a solid leftist. And somebody made some very, very uh, <coughs> questionable uh, decisions, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least, that is. Um, so of course, you know, he can't, can't. Apparently, he's not a Republican either anymore. You know, got if he hated the court so much, he had eight years to step down when Bush was in office. But if you wait until you get this radical in here. Step down so he can replace you with somebody even more liberal. Um, I mean, this is just just outrageous. And if anyone expects him to appoint someone who uh, is actually going to, you know, at the very least be a pragmatist and not base their decisions on ideology. He's not going to do that. He's going to pick someone who has a hard leftist agenda, is set in those viewpoints, and is going to push everything he wants. Someone who's not fitting to be on the Supreme Court. You know, I've heard uh, Mark Levin say before, you know, you have four real justices on the Supreme Court, but you got five or ten justices. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, you have, regardless of their... Regardless of the personal views of these justices, technically it's not relevant. So, you know, most people can't keep that separate, but technically it's not relevant because what the job of these justices are, interpret the Constitution, what it says, and apply it in these various cases, or whatnot. You know, that's why 
it's such, you know, such the way the way Justice Scalia thinks is so brilliant because he says, you know, I'm person, I'm conservative in my personal views, but it doesn't affect, um, you know, my job it doesn't affect how I perform as a Supreme Court justice. And if you look at his reasoning, and that's true, you know, if because what a lot of these these activist uh, justices try to do is they simply make up things that aren't in the Constitution. Now they just invent things to fit their agendas. That's all the left cares about. That's all they care about. Uh, so I'm sure he's going to pick the most radical person he can. And now he you know, can pretty much do it. You've got a couple, you know, quote-unquote, moderate Democrats who within any political courage or any convictions whatsoever would not go along with someone like that. Because they have 59 votes, and if Franken manages to steal that seat, they got 60 votes. So he could confirm, you know, on paper pretty much anyone he wants. It doesn't matter how radical they are. And the, the standards he uses are so off the wall. You know, saying, like, you know, we need more uh, gender or ethnic diversity on the court, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Gender and race or whatever, religion, whatever, these should not be factors in that. It's not relevant at all. Who is the most qualified candidate? Who will interpret the Constitution, apply the law, don't take any personal bias in this important job. Whoever fits that the best is the person who deserves the job, regardless of that. That should not be weighted even the slightest. And anyone who does weight that is doing a, a tremendous disservice to the country and to the court and are being incredibly unprofessional applying these standards. Incredibly unprofessional. Not only that, but uh, something he said when he was at that stupid Planned Parenthood conference, I clipped this show all the time, uh, almost two years ago or whatever. And he says, you know, you know, I pick someone who you know understands what it is to be to be gay or to be a minority or underprivileged and blah blah blah. He goes off like that. Like, okay, once again, that is not relevant at all. Who's the most qualified? Who's going to be the most professional in their job? You know, who's the most capable of performing what the actual job of being a Supreme Court justice is? Not what radicals like our glorious president, our glorious leader, and all these cronies want it to be what it actually is. And what they're going to do is appoint someone to fill this seat who's even more of a radical, who is undeserving to sit on this court, and it is a shame. It is a sham. It is a complete sham. And God forbid if they get two, three, maybe even four openings, you know, if he can stack this court with the fuck, that is dangerous. That is dangerous. You know, we're probably one justice away from being able to undo a lot of damage that's been done in this court. You really needed one more seat. 
Well, now we're not going to have a chance to sell any of those seats for years. And unless suddenly Kennedy sees the light and switches on a couple of important issues and goes along with the conservatives, then, you know... And, you know, you get these, these liberals who are leaving, these, these radicals who are leaving, and they're just being replaced by being replaced by people who are worse and younger. You know? So what if he picks, well, let's say he picks someone who's fifth who's fifth in? So you have at least a couple of decades of someone who doesn't deserve to be on the court who's going to have their despicable opinions on there. And it's wrong. It is just wrong. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people actually think, listen to I mean, actually expecting something. Anyone who expects something decent out of it is just fooling themselves. It's going to take a radical left. That's to be expected. And pretty much anyone who, in his judgment, is going to be good for the court is not going to be, and is not going to be good for the country. It's just an unfortunate fact of life. Now we're stuck with this guy. And not much we can do. Alright, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. If you want to call up on the show. Okay. Another thing. Uh one thing with this, this swine flu, I think it's blown way out of proportion. You know, yeah, it's horrible. You got hundreds of people getting sick, a couple dying. Uh, well, I think what, a couple dozen. I think it's what twenty. I think twenty-six the last count. That you know, a couple more here and there. It was it one in the U.S.? It's not really an epidemic. Once you get tens of thousands of people increasing and significant mortality rates, then you got to worry. But um, I think that's, that's blown a bit out of proportion. Um, it's interesting how how uh, our glorious leader actually gave President Bush some credit for something. Wow, that's a first. But you don't see that too much. <laughs> I'm uh, being prepared for this, but anyway. That's an interesting, uh, you know, turn of events. But, uh, hey, look, if you're listening, uh, we're going to start to move to a more regular schedule here. I think we're going to do another Sunday show next week. I don't know about after that, but we'll do one this Sunday. We're going we're gonna to move Wednesday on, too. Uh, so it should be every day during the week the show's on, so keep listening. That should be great, 7.30 Eastern p.m. 
on weekdays. Uh, this Sunday we should be on at five. Uh, should be, we might not be, but bank on weekdays. That should be uh, that should be a sure thing. I uh, won't be on tomorrow though. Going up to a uh, an event with uh, former Mayor Steve Wadigan and Joe the Plumber, Joe Wurstelbacher, I think that's his name. They'll be there to endorse them, so that, that should be that should be good. Anyone who uh, who Joe picks must be good enough for for New Jersey. You know, I mean, you have all these you know this. Christie, Christie guy, not as much as some others, but he's still got some rhino streak. Um, and if you got a radical leftist, once again, going back to this whole radical leftist thing, like Corzine, on the ropes, well, might, might make it, you know, make it a little closer by thinking it's a little more conservative, but if you can, you know, jam someone in there who's good on nearly every issue, well, then we should go ahead and do it. Compromise. That's what a lot of these Northeastern Republican types like to do, compromise their values. You know, these specter types, people like that. Uh, and that's never, never a good idea. Never is. Never works out either, so. That's important to know. Anyway, uh, we're going to cut it short here. Let's keep listening. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for the show. Tune in again.